0: Four Ways to Spot a Fake Anti-Weight Stigma Event. This is the Weight and Healthcare Newsletter. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and or sharing at weightandhealthcare.com. One of the ways that the diet industry is trying to squash the weight-neutral health and fat liberation movements is by using their money, clout, and enmeshment in the healthcare system to rebrand themselves as weight stigma experts, including at conferences, panels, and other events. This can be done by large weight loss industry representatives like the, quote, obesity action coalition or by individuals. It is imperative that we do not let this happen because their goal is to co-opt the concept of eradicating weight stigma and use it to sell weight loss interventions that risk the health and lives of higher weight people, which, in turn, increases weight stigma by perpetuating the idea that being fat is so terrible that it's worth risking fat people's lives and quality of life in attempts to make them thin. So here are four major red flags that an event that claims to be about ending weight stigma may actually be about co-opting anti-weight stigma work to sell dangerous, expensive so-called treatments for fat people. First... There are no fat positive, fat people speaking. There is absolutely no excuse for this, but that doesn't mean we don't hear them. I think my personal least favorite is we're looking for experts rather than lived experience. This is wrong in every way I can think of. First of all, lived experience of stigma gives one expertise that cannot be gained in any other way. Beyond that, unless by quote experts, they mean thin people, then there is literally no type of expert that does not include fat people. Doctors, academics, researchers, statisticians, whatever they are looking for, they could find a fat expert. The idea that someone is either an expert in weight stigma or a fat person is weight stigma. Bottom line, if there are no fat positive fat people speaking at an event, then this isn't truly an anti-weight stigma event. I will say that I've consulted with people in situations where they were speaking at such an event as a harm reduction tool after they tried to get a fat speaker booked and failed, but this shouldn't be happening. Number two, representatives from the weight loss industry are speaking. They could be representing the weight loss industry directly through one of their programs, like Novo Nordisk's absolutely ridiculous It's Bigger Than Me campaign, or through an astroturf organization like the quote Obesity Action Coalition. This is also why, in the first category, I specifically said fat-positive fat people. Fat people are allowed to want to eradicate fatness in themselves, including as a way for them to try to escape weight stigma, but that doesn't make it an anti-weight stigma view, especially if they are representing the weight loss industry or claiming to represent all fat people. To me, as someone who is both fat and queer... It would be similar to an anti-homophobia panel with a bunch of straight people and one gay panelist who was undergoing so-called conversion therapy to become an ex-gay and was representing the interests of the company selling the therapy. Number three, they are using stigmatizing terminology. If they are using terms and or lying with concepts like, quote, obesity, person with obesity or obesity epidemic, then they are perpetuating stigma. The idea of pathologizing body size is, first and foremost, rooted in racism, white supremacy, and anti-blackness, and I highly recommend reading Sabrina Strings' Fearing the Black Body, The Racial Origins of Fatphobia, and Deshaun Harrison's Belly of the Beast, The Politics of Anti-Fatness as Anti-Blackness, to understand more about that. Concepts like quote overweight and quote obesity were created to pathologize bodies based on shared size rather than shared symptomology or cardiometabolic profile. This has been largely architected and perpetuated by the diet industry. And while there is absolutely no shame in having a disease, simply existing in a higher weight body doesn't qualify. And the diet industry's insistence that it does, and especially their use of anti-weight stigma platforms to try to forward that message, harms and kills fat people. Number four. They want to find a way to make fat people thin and stop future fat people from existing. Weight stigma is so ubiquitous in our culture that someone can publicly espouse the notion that the world would be better without fat people in it and still be considered and booked as an expert on ending weight stigma. It is impossible to fight a, quote, war on obesity without waging war against fat people, and wars inevitably have casualties. You cannot be invested in pathologizing and eradicating fatness and also be effective at reducing the stigma against fat people. They are mutually exclusive. There are some people who produce research about weight stigma whose results can be helpful from a harm reduction perspective, even though they themselves and their research are still coming from a place deeply rooted in weight stigma. Still, the truth is that nobody who is pathologizing fatness is a qualified expert on ending weight stigma. For more on this, I've also created a handy guide to whether marketing or PR is anti-weight stigma or just diet industry propaganda. You can find that on Weight and Healthcare. Did you find this helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and podcast and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.